This is American Hysteria's Aftershock, where I share with you a story that didn't make it into the main episode. I'm your host, Chelsea Weber-Smith, and today we're talking about cooties. You have cooties! You have cooties! No, I don't! I remember being in preschool and problematically chasing after a boy around the playground with my friend, trying to kiss him. Not cool, Chelsea. The boy was not just running away, he was full-blown sprinting, looking behind him frantically like someone being chased in a slasher film. It was a matter of dire consequence to this boy that he not be kissed by these girls, lest he catch the most contagious and humiliating of all the playground maladies, cooties. Of course, one way that children learn is by mirroring the activities, conversations, and emotions of their parents and other adults in their lives, who were often talking about germs. So it makes sense that there would be a fictionalization, an imagination game that expressed this constant potential for harm that children were aware of but didn't quite understand. Just like us. The history of cooties is weird, corporate, and culturally symbolic, like most things we talk about on this show. The concept has a gritty beginning as a massive lice outbreak in the European trenches of World War I that sometimes caused diseases like typhus. The first appearance of the word can be found in the 1918 memoir of British soldier Albert N. Depew, quote, Of course you know what the word cooties means. When you get near the trenches, you get a course in the natural history of bugs, lice, rats, and every kind of pest that has ever been invented. The word itself is believed to be derived from kutu, the word used in several Austronesian languages for lice that was probably learned by the British colonists. Though British soldiers popularized the term, before the end of the war, it had made its way across the Atlantic and onto the desks of the Chicago-based Irving Smith Company. The Cootie Game was released in 1915 and was advertised as, quote, fascinating new European game for all ages in life that was, for some reason, quote, good for the nerves. The game was a simple box that held four pill-like capsules along with a stationary metal trap. The goal was to try and trap the cooties by tilting the box and getting the capsules to fall into the trap. Seemingly aware of its origins, the cootie game's background was an illustration of a World War I battle scene. A smaller version of the game, Cootie Game Jr., was also released. The company encouraged that you buy multiple copies in order to compete with friends. Various other cootie games were released in the United States in the 1920s and 30s, but the one that would prove to have the most enduring popularity was The Game of Cootie, created by game and toy developer William Shaper and introduced in 1949. The game had its roots in the most boring American wedding shower game I could possibly imagine, in which women would roll dice with each number corresponding to one of six body parts to complete the cootie. Other players would draw the body parts on paper, and the first team to draw a complete cootie won. The 1949 game was essentially the same, except instead of drawing, players would construct a freestanding, colorful plastic bug. The game's title eventually shortened to just cootie, and it's still sold today by Hasbro. I definitely played with these toy cooties as a kid, around the same time that I was terrifying boys with my cooties. When it comes to toys, money doesn't always equal fun. You can give a child a $10 gift, and sometimes it'll end up on the floor, and the child will be playing with the box. 
That's not likely to happen with toys and games made by Shopper, the Cootie Company. Whether it's Tumblebug, Tickle Bee, or Cootie, they're simple, inexpensive, and fun. You can trust the Cootie Company. Even though cooties had been turned from dangerous war lice to early childhood entertainment after 1949, the meaning of cooties morphed in the minds of American children, retaining a little of the fear from the stories of infested trenches. Nearly everyone who spent time in their elementary school playground at one point or another contracted cooties, a parasitic disease, either of the strain girl or boy, waiting to infect you just by touching a member of the opposite sex. Though they share a name and some features, these childhood rituals may not have originated in the wartime trenches. Folklorists have actually documented instances in U.S. history where children have created games about disease that coincide with real-world outbreaks, starting with polio in the 1950s. Polio was one of the most common diseases, paralyzing the legs and other parts of the body of 15,000 people a year, and it could be potentially fatal as well. Children were exposed to a constant fear of this potential that struck the lower and upper classes alike. It wasn't clear how it spread, but many adults thought that vermin and insects might be the carriers of the germ, along with contact from other people. Parents kept their children out of swimming pools and warned them against touching other children, a very likely catalyst for this protective play activity. The next time folklorists noticed a spike in the proliferation of the cooties game was in the 1980s and 90s, as the growing fear of HIV and AIDS was passed on to the children through their parents, and the nation again was worrying that touch, especially something like kissing, could have dire consequences. Children soaked this all in, not quite sure what it all meant, but luckily there was already a game to help express this nervousness and confusion. You ever notice how finding time and energy to do the most basic human necessity, eat literal food, has become just another exhausting task jammed into our increasingly inhuman schedules? Well, your spring can be a little more stress-free with Factor. Factor will provide you with delicious, never-frozen, ready-to-eat gourmet meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Each week, you get to choose from a menu of 35 options to create your perfect breakfast, lunch, or dinner with absolutely no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. And Factor makes sure you get exactly what you want. You can tailor deliveries to your schedule and customize how many meals you want each and every week and you can pause anytime so just head to factormeals.com slash american hysteria 50 and use code american hysteria 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next box that's code american hysteria 50 at factormeals.com slash american hysteria 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Check out Factor today. Circle, circle, dot, dot, now you have the Kuda shop. Circle, circle, dot, dot, now you have the Kuda shop. In search of a way to find immunity from cooties so that boys and girls could play with each other, especially in games of tag where there is a high risk of infection, 
kids eventually devised vaccines called cootie shots, sometimes administered through retractable pens or mechanical pencils. Do you remember doing that? Clicking the lead all the way out of your mechanical pencil so it looks like a long shot and then clicking the top and sliding it down so it looks like it's going into your skin? I loved that. A click of the pen or a fake insertion of the lead meant a successful immunization against the cootie disease. Some kids have also found success using a more naturopathic approach by folding paper into pincers they call cootie catchers or simply writing CP on their hands, which stands for cootie protection. And that's nice and all, but without a real vaccine, we all know what can happen. The cootie shot is much like the superstitious cleanliness rituals that adults do to both physically and psychically protect themselves against the contamination of germs as well as moral contamination, an association we learned about in our last episode on germs. Anxieties around gender are projected onto kids very early, trust me, and boys and girls are taught to be opposites, to be, in a certain sense, adversaries to each other. There's a constant segregation separating boys and girls. I remember that the girls and boys even had to sit at different tables in the lunchroom. Of course, the rules of cooties will vary from playground to playground, but generally speaking, it went that the boys could transfer cooties, but it was the girls who were patient zero, who were always the yucky source of contamination. Remember from the last episode, the forgotten years in history when tens of thousands of women were quarantined for an outbreak of syphilis among American soldiers. It might be a little high drama for me to be pointing that out, but I don't know. It all just seems a little familiar. In addition to the underlying anxieties felt by kids trying to understand fatal diseases and how to stay safe, cooties as a concept pretty much followed the adult pattern. The fear of touch, of contact with the social other, mimic germ panics historically and falsely centered around immigrants, people of color, queer people, and those women who refuse to stay at home. In the case of the playground, these dynamics begin to play out. Cooties are often associated with those that don't fit into the social structure of the playground. The weirdos, the nerds, the people who have difficulty with social interaction, people in lower income classes, people who are outside of the overclass, of the popular kids, the ones who have power, the ones who often designate who and who does not have cooties. Cooties are very much like germs. They decide who is in and who is out. Much like the reaction to the diseases that we talked about in our germs episode, cooties is a metaphor, just like germs, an invisible idea that can mean whatever you want and can condemn whoever you want. It may seem a little melodramatic to deeply analyze something as silly as cooties, but it's undeniable that kids pick up on our social habits and then act them out in games of imagination, trying to figure out the world, growing up primed and ready to fear and protect against this contamination, ready to judge who has cooties and quarantine the ones who don't fit in. The Aftershock is hosted, written, and produced by me, Chelsea Weber-Smith. Co-researched and written by Riley Smith. Assistant produced by Derek Smith. Produced and edited by Clear Camo Studios. Next week, we're going to tackle a different kind of reaction to germs and to disease. That's right, we're talking quackery and fake illnesses. A problem that is definitely still around today. And yes, I will be talking about Gwyneth Paltrow's goop and her psychic vampire spray. 
You'll also learn the history of why people are suspicious of doctors and psychologists and all the fake diseases they made up to control different populations. Thanks for listening. Find us on social media. Our social media is so paltry. Please come and join us. I put up some memes. There's extra content. Sometimes I put pictures of myself shooting a BB gun. Um, Please have a great week and make sure you get your cooties shot soon because we don't need another cruise ship measles outbreak situation. Better safe than sorry. You can trust the cootie company. You can trust the cootie company. Trust the cootie company. Trust the cootie company. Trust the cootie company. You will trust the cootie company. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.